Hello and welcome to the Parenting with Play podcast. I am wondering what goes through your mind when your child tantrums? What do you tell yourself when your child is having a tantrum? Because what you tell yourself determines how you react to your child and obviously then that has a big impact on on how your child is. So maybe you're telling yourself that you've done something wrong. It's your fault that your child is having this massive meltdown over this teeny tiniest thing. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're a bad mum, that there's something wrong with you, that you're just not not good at this. Or maybe that there's something wrong with your child, that they're just being completely ridiculous over this just, you know, nonsense thing that they're having a meltdown about. Maybe you've got this sort of fear about, well, if they're like this now, what on earth are they going to be like when they're a teenager? And so you've got that fear playing out when you're listening to them. Maybe you're questioning yourself going, is it always going to be this hard? Is it always going to be like this? Is this or is it going to get worse? What What's going on? Maybe you're wondering, you know, thinking that so, you know, your friend's child, they don't seem to behave in this completely off the wall, erratic kind of way. And you're sort of wondering, well, why does it have to be my child? Why does it have to be so hard? And all of that might be playing through your mind when your child is having a meltdown. And I'd love to hear, what is it that goes through your mind? Can you relate to any of those things? Because there's so much mental chatter, isn't there? And it makes it harder to be with your child in those ways. And in you know, fact, when you're then looking, you've probably had this, you're looking at another family having an issue with their child. And to you, it probably just seems so obvious what's going on in that situation. And, you know, a lot of the time you can go, well, that child's just having a hard time. And if the parents just did, you know, some listening, then it would all be fine. It's often easier. Well, it's so much easier to look at somebody else's life, somebody else's situation and to know what's going on and to see clearly and then to sort of identify what would be helpful And it's also easier, actually, to listen to another person's child. I've done this, you know, with many children, listened to their upset feelings. And it's easier because it's not emotionally got anything to do with you. It's not, you know, listening to my friend's child or listening to a client's child. It's got nothing to do with me. So I can listen compassionately and be really there for the child, knowing that, you know, it's not it's not a reason for me, you know, it's got nothing to do with me, why that child is crying. But when it is our own child, there's so much wrapped up in it, isn't there? There's so much that we think, well, we're responsible for our child being like this. Or we're worried about the consequences of our child being like this. And what does that mean? What does that mean about our child? What does that mean about us? And if you've got extra challenges going on in your life, and frankly, we've all got quite a lot of extra challenges going on at the moment with COVID, but if you have extra, extra challenges going on, you can think, well, my child is only like this because I'm a single mum or because, you know, her dad and I you know, live apart and we're having difficulties. That's why my child is like this. So, you know, my child is a reflection of what's going on in that particular situation. And if we didn't have the situation, then my child wouldn't be like this. Or maybe you might be thinking, well, my child's dad, you know, was I was an abusive relationship with my child's dad. And therefore, my child is now picking up those tendencies and that behavior. And therefore, that's a reflection of that. 
that they're having a meltdown and that they're you know lashing out at me because of what they've learned from their dad or from another family member or from what they've learned from a child at school. Or maybe you might be thinking that, well, my child's just a particularly strong-willed child. I've just got a really difficult child on my hands. No, but no other children or few other children behave in this way. And so, you know, you can come up with other reasons why your child might be having this big tantrum. And so what I do, a big part of my job is to reassure clients, and I want to reassure you, that your child having a massive meltdown over a teeny tiny problem is, is actually really normal. And normal children behave like this when they're given the opportunity. Children, you know, people are messy. We are messy people with our feelings. Not everything is neat and tidy, no matter how much we wish it was. You probably wish that you, you know, didn't get upset over really tiny things or that you could just be to, you know, hold it together more of the time. Or maybe you've probably developed mechanisms so that you can hold it together more of the time. But if you didn't have those mechanisms, all hell would break loose. And so my, I really want to reassure you that so much of your child's behavior is really normal behavior. And... And what it's more helpful to think about in those times, rather than constantly second guessing yourself or trying to identify a problem that your child has, is to actually try and really be in the moment with your child, to really recognize that life is hard sometimes. And our job as parents is not to eradicate any hardship that our child is ever going to experience. If you try to do that, and you probably have tried, and I'm speaking from experience, it's exhausting and it's impossible. And you will tie yourself up in knots to try and make sure that, you know, you're, everything at home is fine and, and there's nothing that's going to upset them. Or, you know, any interactions with children, other children outside of the family needs to sort of be heavily policed so that there's nothing that's bad that's going to happen. Bad things are going to happen. And obviously our role as parents is to mitigate and to reduce terrible things from happening. But day-to-day occurrences are just going to happen. And so what's more helpful in those moments of your child having a meltdown is to just try and just really recognize that your child is having a hard time. It's not a true reflection that you are a terrible mum or that you can't do this or that there is something terribly wrong with your child. Your child is just having a hard time. And Coming from experience of this, and my children, are, I've got two neurotypical children. We're in a you know, secure, loving family and they have massive meltdowns at times. And when my eldest and if you have if you have one child at the moment, you know, you might. This is so easy to fall into the trap of thinking, well, it's all down to me. But when you have multiple children, then you start to recognize, OK, well, this is just how children are. And so with my daughter, I used to think, well, maybe it's the fact that I'm not doing aware parenting or parenting by connection properly, that this is the reason why she's having such a big reaction over some, you know, the wrong color plate or something. It's my fault. Or maybe it's because I was doing that approach, but actually what I should be doing is consequences and rewards charts. Maybe I should be doing that. That would prevent this sort of behavior. 
or maybe it was because I'm, I'm just too stressed. I'm just, you know, I'm not patient enough. I'm not playful enough. I'm not strong enough or I'm not gentle enough or kind enough. You know, you can always compare yourself to other parents and go, oh God, if only I was like that, <laughs> then if only I was as calm and gentle as, as my friend, then, then I would have a calm and gentle child. Or maybe it's because I'm too shouty that I'm damaging my children. And when we've got that mental chatter going on, it is exhausting. And what it does is it prevents you from actually being in the moment and giving your child what they actually need in the moment. All of that mental chatter is really understandable, but it stops you from actually connecting with what your child is needing right then. And in those moments when I had all of that swirling around my head, I was making it all about me. I was making it all about the things that I was doing or wasn't doing. And I wasn't able to really connect with her and what Emily was needing because I was making it all about me. So we are all messy with our feelings. And the more that you give your child the space and the opportunity to really express exactly how they're feeling, you know, it can be really, really messy. And I want, I really invite you to think about, well, how were you when you were younger? Because most of us weren't given this opportunity to freely express how we were really thinking, to really express our anger and our devastation over something or um, generally anger we weren't often allowed to express, but really big feelings, real sense of outrage or um, sadness, because it's really hard for somebody else to be with you or with somebody else when they are having such a big feeling. And so maybe you did, you found ways to hold it together when you were younger because there wasn't that space. And often what happens then is that when it becomes the teenage years, that's when really big eruptions can happen and, you know, going out wild drinking and, um, and going out and about sort of being really rebellious or maybe door slamming or maybe just deliberately just giving up on school and having these really big reactions because now you're at an age where you can, where you're not so scared about, you know, some sort of punishment or interested in getting some sort of reward. Now you can really like express how you're feeling when it's been pent up. So what you're doing by allowing your child to have that space, to have that full tantrum with you, you're allowing them to move through those feelings whilst they're feeling them, whilst they're young, so that they don't then keep them stuck inside. And so then it's going to erupt even more in teenage years. Now, this is not to say that doing this is going to prevent any teenage big reactions, but it's about reducing the amount of stress that your child is carrying and having to really hold inside. So the more you can allow your children to have, and I really just want to reassure you that if your child is seemingly out of control and being really disrespectful in the moment and calling you all sorts of names and trying to lash out at you, it's not a sign that there's something terribly wrong with your child. It's a sign that they've got upset feelings. And all the parents that I work with who who allow their children to be in this way can get really concerned going, oh gosh, what's going on with my child? There's something wrong. And I just want to offer reassurance that all children can behave like this when they're so overwhelmed. And I had an incident just last week with my own just turned seven-year-old. 
who had actually been brewing for quite a while. And this is the thing, when we try and make things happy by just talking and trying to reassure them, it doesn't actually get to the heart of the issue. So the big thing with my son was that we've had birthday week. So three of us had birthdays, me and my two children all had birthdays within one week. I so did not plan that well in advance. But things had been brewing with George for a while and he would just fly off the handle really easily. And it was like, oh God, I can't be bothered to deal with this right now. But what it came to a head on, he had his birthday first and then his big sister who had just turned 13 had her birthday and she was surprised by some friends who were really lovely and popped over because she couldn't have a birthday party because we're in COVID lockdown. And they just gave her this massive uh, bag of sweets, basically, you know, the most chemical laden sweets that you can possibly imagine, uh, which obviously both my kids thought was amazing. And, um, uh, but it brought up really big feelings for my son about, well, this is not fair. Why does she get all these sweets? And I don't get all these sweets. And, you know, real sense of um, injustice and just a real desire for sweets. We all know how addictive sugar is. So that had been brewing. And so I was then, you know, reassuring him that you did have some sweets. I, you know, you did get sweets on your birthday and um, saying, well, when you're 13, you'll probably get loads of sweets then too. And um, trying to remind him that sweets are actually not good for our body. So I was doing a lot of reassuring, um, reminding, trying to sort of mitigate his feelings about not having all these sweets but then it just got to this point of just overwhelming sense of feelings for him so we had been out in the car we came home I think he'd found a packet of sweets that had been left in the car from Emily's stash and that just brought up all the feelings even more and he just erupted big time he and we were in the car so being in a contained space means actually that the feelings are ex felt and expressed more intensely, um, which is something I really sh share about how you can contain your child so that they can stay stay in the feelings. So we're in the car. He's erupting. It's a bit awkward because he's in the back seat and I'm in the front seat. Um, and he's just kicking and hitting. And, you know, to anybody who no, there was nobody looking on we were in our driveway but if there was anybody else looking on they would be like horrified that you know I would be allowing my child to behave in this way and he was shouting and swearing yeah he's picked up swear words at age six that's great but it was all coming out and it was super intense and it lasted for probably 10 to 15 minutes and it was really intense but I knew that this is what he actually really needed and so that's why I could just really be with him without that mental chatter. I wasn't going, oh God, if only Emily hadn't been given those sweets, this is ridiculous. Why are there so many sweets in the world? We all know that, you know, I didn't go into that. I didn't go, there's something wrong with my child. Maybe he's got a sugar addiction. Uh, maybe he just can't handle the real world properly. You know, I didn't have all of that. Maybe I'm a bad mum for blah, 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 blah. I could really just be with him. And even though it was intense in the moment, there's, there's, it's easier when you don't have the mental chatter. So it was super intense. He's lashing out. Um, and then, and then it shifts and then he came through it and he came out the other side and then we could be playful and giggly and super cuddly. And it wasn't actually, and so then we sort of went through that and it's like, Oh God, you know, I always feel a bit like, wow, <laughs> I feel a bit exhausted afterwards, but he was great. 
And it wasn't until I was then chatting with a client and who was bringing up fears around her own son having big eruption that it then I then reflected going he my son had then been brilliant for days and now we're sort of coming up to about a week afterwards and we're not seeing the big eruptions we haven't had the massive meltdowns over teeny tiny things he is just genuinely calmer and happier and able to weather annoying things that come up in his life or that he's upset about because he's had that opportunity to erupt. So I really just want to reassure you that when you can give your child that opportunity to fully express themselves, it is really big. It is really messy, but it's also really helpful. And it is really normal for children to have big, big feelings like this. Children, they don't have that filter. They they get it as they get older. So You know, you might have concerns going, well, if my seven year old is having these massive eruptions and lashing out at me like this, what on earth is he going to be like when he's 14 and he's enormous and really strong? It doesn't it's not the same. Children grow up and teenage. Yes, they can have big eruptions, but it's not going to be the same as a seven year old. And so just try to really be in the moment with your child right now without blaming yourself thinking that this is something that you have done wrong, worrying that there's something terribly wrong with your child or worrying what they're going to be like when they're a teenager. All of that, none of that matters when you are just with your child. And that's why I'm saying it's easier to then notice what's going on in you know somebody else's situation. You can just say, all you need to do is just listen to your child. Your child's just having a hard time. So if you can just try to remind yourself and This often has to be an active decision to remind yourself in the moment. My child is having a hard time. That is it. And the best way of helping your child is to allow them to fully express themselves whilst you're containing them, whilst you're keeping yourself safe and you're not letting them destroy things. But it is physical. And it's not like, you know, George is like going, I feel really angry and upset that I don't have sweets and I want sweets. It's felt in every fiber of his being that he wants those things. And it will bring up those past times when he when he sees his six his sister who's six years older than him having more things and ability to do more stuff than, you know, poor him can do. You know, it just there's it's a brewing feeling that comes up and erupts and it's really justified for him to feel that way. There's always a really good reason why your child is having a really big um big upset feelings and the reason is not that you're a crap mum. It's not to do with that. It's just to do with life. You know, there's going to be times when his sister can do more things than than he can do. And that is just the way the world is. And so our our function as mums is not to clear the path so that nothing terrible ever happens to them. Our function, our role is to help our children navigate those those challenges. And that is through helping them with the feelings as they arise, helping them to move through those feelings so that they're releasing them and not carrying them so that then they can navigate, you know, life's bumps much, much better when they're not carrying this residual upset and hurt. So I hope that it was that this can reassure you that your child is behaving in actually a really normal way. And if we were all given those opportunities more frequently from a really young age, we we would be able to cope 
with challenges much better without needing to numb out on Facebook or Insta or Netflix or, you know, have to, you know, have a bottle of wine at night just to sort of cope with the madness that's going on or, you know, or lash out at people more because we would have that greater understanding. So whatever is going on for you in your family and your life, your child will react and but it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you or wrong with your child. It just means that they're having a hard time. And if you can really hold on to that in the moment and then really connect with whatever's going on for your child without that mental chatter, you will be able to help your child beautifully and they will come out the other side. And then you will have greater ease and genuine relaxedness. Like my son now is much, much happier and more relaxed and not because of the threat of punishments of that if he didn't, if he did behave in that way that he would get punished or that if he didn't behave in that way, then he would get a reward. It's a genuine inner contentment. And, you know, soon that will change and something else will will brew inside of him and it will come out again and I will need to listen to him again. And so... That is just the way we work, just like I need to be listened to when I get really frustrated and you need to be listened to when you get when things will get really hard for you. So your child's behavior, yes, is influenced by those around them, but it so much of it is actually just really normal, messy feelings that come up and you can help them so beautifully by staying with them, allowing them to flow and helping your child come out the other side. And you will be able to do that much, much better when you don't have that constant mental chatter in your head. Now, if you want help with the mental chatter or with your child, I am here and available for one-to-one sessions. I've also got Annoying to Amazing, which is my online program, which goes through all of this in so much detail and with, with support calls to really help you through the challenges that come up for you, the fears that come up for you, because it's so normal to have fears about what's going on for your child and what are they going to be like and blah, 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 blah. And the best way that you can help your child is for you to get the support so that you can then dim, dial down that, well, she's not even dialed down that mental chatter. You can release so many of the fears that is driving that mental chatter so that you can just be with your child. Like with my eldest, I had all of that mental chatter and it was exhausting and I was going what does this mean blah 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 but then with my son I'm like okay well this is just what happens this is just how it is and I know exactly what he needs and so I can be confident in just helping him with that and knowing that that's going to be beneficial and what he's going to be like on the other side and that's what I want for you I want you to have that confidence of knowing exactly what your child needs in that moment and they just need you to be with them offer the confidence that they're going to be okay and that you are there to help them through while they express and release all of those yucky feelings and then they'll come out the other side brighter happier and able to to deal with whatever is going on so if you want more support come over to parentingwithplay.com.au i'm here it's lockdown in australia there's extra stuff going on. So if you're wanting that extra support, 
check out my offerings. If you've got a baby, I'm here. We've got Aware Parenting Babies. And I'm about to start creating a program for tweens and young teens. And I'm pulling in experts who I turn to. And I really want to offer that to you too. So keep an eye out for that too. It's all on parentingwithplay.com.au. All right. Have a great week. Um, I realize these podcasts are a bit more sporadic at the moment because we are in lockdown. I've got my six, six-year-old at home. You know, these are challenging times. And um, yeah, I'm really wishing you all the best. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you again soon. So take care. Bye.